Hello there and welcome to the latest in our Pylon Ultra Podcast Sprint Series number 7. We are coming at you with the attack method. Just a reminder, if you haven't done so yet, We've already recorded a couple of episodes in this series and it's worth you going back and listening to them, just 10 to 12 minutes long, but they set the scene for what I'm about to talk to you about now. ATT&CK is a four-letter acronym. It's A, it's T, it's A and it's K. And we've talked you through A and T already after my initial setup. And Paul has kindly handed the baton over to me to talk to you about our third A. But let's remind you what the first two were all about. The first A stood for um, awareness. And that's where we take in our surroundings, we take in our environment, and we take in what's going on, and we become aware. And next we move into thinking, because awareness gives the acceptance to allow us to do some critical thinking. And the attack method is basically a four-letter acronym that's really easy to measure, um, remember and can be used in both tactical situations, i.e. in the moment, or actually it can be used in strategic planning, i.e. thinking ahead. And you know, I was actually thinking about this, no pun intended, as I was preparing for um, recording this particular podcast today, and I thought to myself, well, even in long runs, we actually flip from tactical to strategic thinking. You know, tactical thinking might be just get to the next aid station, and then the strategic thinking we do and the strategic actioning we do, more of that in a minute, happens in that aid station to get us from there to the end. So tactical thinking might be just get the next three to five miles to get to the aid station and then strategic thinking might be and how do I do the next 50, 100 miles or so left in this race. So quite an interesting thing that just popped into my head. But listen, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to build on what Paul talked about last week in thinking. He told some personal stories and I'll do one again today. So as a reminder, because we can't overstate this and overemphasize this enough, attack. It's about awareness, it's about thinking, and then we moved into action. And action is where the awareness and the thinking come together to try and create the outcome, which is what the K stands for, which we'll come to in due course. But when it comes to our actioning, I just wanted to talk to you a wee bit about the concept of action. Now, everything we do on the Pylon Ultrapod is essentially inspired by our endeavours as athletes, as ultra runners. In particular, that's our kind of core audience, but everything we talk about, we believe can relate to what's known as the ultra life. So it can expand beyond the four horizons, if you like, of, you know, the trail, the track, the tarmac, and another T I can't think of off the top of my head. But the point being there is, is when I talk to you about this and bring some of these examples to life, just think about how you can take that beyond the confines of running and actually how that application can work beyond that. We've had some really nice messages about what that looks like. And action is what we're trying to stimulate here. So you've had your awareness, you've had your thinking, and now you're moving into actually taking action. And taking action is where the magic happens. It's where we make a difference, right? So let's talk about why taking action is important. So taking action empowers you. It empowers you to be in control, which is what taking action is all about. It also helps you create momentum and progress. So by, you know that old idiom in ultra running, but relentless forward movement. Well, that's kind of what taking action helps you do. It propels you forward. It also changes your mindset. Once you move from the kind of victim mindset of being like suffering or whatever the awareness and thinking has brought you, because usually we're trying to move out of a, a bind when it comes to this, when it, especially when it's tactical, taking action might be the thing that helps you get out of a mental funk. Um, but it effectively means you're being proactive, yeah? Each action you take 
is an opportunity to change the narrative going on in your mind, is the point I'm making there. And that in turn builds confidence and self-belief. And also, I think what it does is it demonstrates to you your commitment to what you're trying to undertake here and turns your kind of maybe potential negative mindset into, if not exactly a positive mindset, maybe a proactive mindset as in what can I do rather than what am I doing here? And then if you take action, like for example, get to the next aid station, you move from a sense of futility to a sense of fulfillment. Two words beginning with F, none of them will get us an E rating on the podcast, but two really important words, I'm gonna restress that. Taking action can flip you from that kind of futility mindset, as in what's the point, to fulfillment mindset, as in I got that done, now what next? And then, and this is the most important point about taking action, you become an absolute active participant in shaping the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. You are not a passive standby, you're not victim of circumstances, you are taking control and you're taking the next best action you are you are in charge of your narrative and that might sound simple but not everyone can achieve that so let me tell you a story and um, I maybe told this story to a couple of people before so apologies if you've heard it but it's worth redoing I was in my first ever West Highland way race I was running with the intention of running really easy. I was hoping to compete, um, but I was running quite far back. And as we were going over Conic Hill, there was about five or six runners in front of me. And I felt that they were all working really hard and I was working within myself and I felt good about that. And the first thing I'd done was my awareness was good and my self-efficacy had been good enough not to push after those runners. And my thinking kept me sane, as in I had perspective. I knew there was another 75 miles to go and we were running in the middle of the night and all of that kind of good stuff. I also knew the first half of the course wasn't where my strength lay. So my whole aim in that race was really simple. I had a pace plan to Bridge of Orkey and a race plan from Bridge of Orkey. As it was, I got to Bridge of Orkey and my race had changed dramatically between Tindrum and Bridge of Orkey. So for those who don't know the course, between 53 and 60 miles, I took the lead. Um, the runner in front of me took a wrong turn and inadvertently I took the lead. Even though I was closing down on that runner, I wasn't mentally ready to be in the lead, um, surprisingly so. So what therefore happened was that I found myself, I found myself having to readjust my thinking and my mindset. So instead of thinking about being a hunter, I went to being the hunted. And that actually messed with my mindset for a wee while. My awareness hadn't changed as quick as the situation in the race had changed, and therefore my thinking was still all about trying to get the lead rather than trying to hold the lead. So I spent the next, I don't know, 10 miles to Glencoe, maybe 10, 11 miles to Glencoe, wondering how far ahead I was. And then from Glencoe to Kinloch Leaven, which again, some context, is about 14 miles, I felt like I was running really slow and I expected to be closed down. And the guy behind me had closed down to about five minutes behind from about eight minutes. So I felt like I had a really bad section, but actually hadn't given up that much time. So just to put some situational awareness in the course for people, Coming out of Kinloch Leaven, we do this really long drag. It's a long climb that takes you on a thing called the Larig Moor. And that moor is beautiful. You've got mountains left and right, and it's just this big, long path that stretches off into infinity ahead of you. And it's about six miles from there to the next um, aid station. So I'm climbing up that climb, and my mindset has flipped to negative. 
I'm just like literally waiting on the guy behind me overtaking um, and almost waiting for that as an excuse to talk about how I didn't win the race. Um, so I was going to play up how strong he was as opposed to how strong I was. Um, I get to the top of the climb. By the time I've got up there, I've done a lot of kind of awareness. I've started to think, this guy, he'll be struggling as much as me. He's got the same, you know, 80-odd miles, and 85 miles in his legs as I have. He'll have been struggling a wee bit. He might even be thinking, I just want to hold on to second place. And what I was doing was instead of putting all the pressure of being chased onto me, I started to think about, well, what if I could run faster? So I changed my thinking, and by the time I got to the top of the hill, my thought had gone from, how do I hold off this guy behind me, to how do I increase the lead? And I got to the top of the hill, and if you know where I'm at, you can look round, it's 360 degree beauty, it's like one of the most beautiful places in Scotland, looking down into Kinloch Leaven and across to the Memoirs, etc. And I closed my eyes and I counted down from 10. And I said before I started counting myself, once you get to zero, you have no choice but to run as hard as you can for as long as you can with what's left in your body. And as soon as I got to zero, I felt like I exploded out the blocks, maybe like Usain Bolt. In reality, with about 85 miles or so on my leg, I more kind of crawled along the trail. But I ran that section and I got to my, um, my crew just before Lindavra. Um, and one of them came out to meet me 400 metres from the, the checkpoint and said, how are you feeling? And my exact words to him was, I've just won the race. And I won that race in 10 seconds. The 10 seconds I won it in was a 10 second countdown, but my awareness and my thinking that got me to the point where I changed my mindset about the action to take and moving from that kind of victim, excuse, negative mindset through to the positive, proactive taking control and going back to that most important of points I made, being an active participant in shaping the destiny of that race for me, fundamentally changed that race for me. Probably changed my running career as well as an athlete. It's um, probably my favourite ever race win. I've won lots of things, but that still stands out for me as my favourite ever race win. And it all happened because I took the awareness, the thinking, and then I flipped that into action. And that action, here's how it changed. The guy who was coming in behind me got to the checkpoint about 12 minutes behind me. So I put a seven minute lead in him over that six mile period. So I was running a minute a mile faster and he was running hard to chase me down. Um, and I, I ran that whole section. I think it was the second or third fastest of all time at the time for that particular section in the race, which shows you how hard and how well I'd run it. And he comes into the aid station. My crew have hung about waiting to see how big a lead I have. And he says, oh, did James run up that hill and how far ahead was he? And they said, oh, he's about 10 minutes ahead and he ran up the hill that come, comes out the aid station. And his exact words to my crew was, well, I guess second place, second place is good enough today then. And that, in a nutshell, is two stories of how action changes because of your thinking and your thinking changes because of your awareness and your acceptance. For me, action, more than anything else, and this is the thing I want you to take away from today, just to summarise, is, is by taking action, you become the active agent, the active participant in shaping your own destiny. And why that's important is, is because action empowers you to break free from your negativity, the confines of inaction, or the debilitation, the debilitation of procrastination. So if you can go and take your thinking and your awareness and make that turn into a next best positive action, you will have had a very, very successful outcome, even if it's not the one you're looking for. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to hand off to Paul now, who's going to take you through our final, 
our final section, which is the letter K, which we have said stands for kick-ass, but really we're talking about the outcomes. I've talked to you a bit about how my awareness, my thinking, and then subsequently my action and why it's important led to a good outcome for me. I'll be excited to hear what Paul's got to talk to you about next week on the Pylon Ultra podcast. Some great chat there from James. I really like it when the learning is wrapped up in a story. Kind of brings things to life and James has a way of getting you involved in what was happening. And I could maybe do it with brushing up on my storytelling skills. Ultimately, it was all about taking action. I loved how he broke down the options into tactical and strategic. The first might be how am I going to get myself to the next aid station? The bigger, more strategic picture might be how am I going to finish this race? So taking action from my side of things just can't be understated. And as a general rule for living life and of course in racing too, it doesn't matter if you're not running for a podium or you're not even all that sure if you can finish. You're going to be challenged. You're going to have to think about options and you're going to have to do something on the back of it if you want your situation to improve. I did a talk a few years back and it was mostly centred around chasing your running dreams, putting yourself out there, seeking adventure, finding inspiration and ultimately about being bold. It's all really important stuff but deep down we all know from the comfort of a sofa that it's easy to dream, it's easy to think lots about different options and how it would feel to do something but none of it matters if you don't take action. If your awareness is great, your thinking is sharp, but you do nothing about it, then you're simply not making any progress. You have to be active and do something. And before you disagree, actions can be small or as simple as, I'm going to slow down for the next 10 minutes and see if I feel a bit better then. I'll reassess. Or or they can be much bigger, like, I'm going to pick up the pace over this next climb and see if I can get out of sight of the guy who's behind me in the race. In the heat and emotion of racing, it's easy to sit on problems thinking you'll deal with it later. But these small issues, as you know, have a tendency of growing. So do the thinking, take some action and agree a good timeline for checking in to see if it's helped. And if not, to do something else. James took action and decided to run that penultimate section as hard as he could. And even if it hadn't worked out in his favour, no matter the outcome, he would have known he'd taken action, he'd pushed as much as he could, and he wouldn't have suffered the regret of inaction. We'll be back next week to talk about the final part of Attack. It might just be me, or I might be able to persuade James to join me and maybe do a longer episode and we can talk about the whole picture. Uh, So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. If you've had anything useful from these episodes, please leave us a review on the podcast. I don't think people do reviews anymore, but we haven't had a single review in over a year. And unfortunately, reviews and support or shares on social media is the only way we can really tell if there's any value in us taking the time to do these. You kind of do them in isolation, you put them out there, you can see some listener numbers but we've no idea if they're of any use to anyone. So please, maybe, if you can, spare us a minute, leave us a review or share and comment uh, on social media. be much appreciated. Uh, If you want to get more involved with us and you're not already coached, then please do get involved. We have a Team Pylon Facebook group, which anyone can join, and we're putting out some regular advice and inspiring content on our Instagram and Twitter at Pylon Ultra. 
If you want to know more about our coaching or training programs, you can look us up at pylonultra.com. We have a brilliant coaching team and a few spaces to fill. You could work directly with me or with one of our other top coaches. We have different programs to suit any requirement. It might be your first ultra, it might be a sub three marathon. It might be a move to multi-day adventures or a way to improve your running as part of your triathlon training. We have options to suit most budgets and no budget at all. Uh, So please check out the website. Have a good day and I'll speak to you soon. Cheers.